Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. And we are the Markout Movie Podcasters. And on today's episode, we're going to be discussing uh, Ant-Man. I didn't do a, I guess I wasn't ready because I didn't do a little thing uh, as far as what we're watching. We're watching Ant-Man. We're, we're, t- we're talking about Ant-Man, rather. Um, but yeah, Brandon, how was your um, week so far? It was a... Uh... It was okay. I mean, there's a lot of like new changes, new rules over here. I'm glad that I'm still here. Um, I thought maybe I there was gonna be some shooting about 30 oh. minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, two people got into it, and it sounded really bad. And they're like my next door neighbor, so um, I'm just glad it didn't resort to violence because it sounded like it was going to. So, and Aaron just left. <laughs> But other than that, my week's been pretty good. Um, okay, I don't really know what to say here, but because I can't do what we watched until he comes back, and it's just me right now. But uh, if you're listening or watching, how was your weekend, guys? Um, I will. There comes Aaron. He's coming right back. I have no idea what happened. I was trying to. I'm worried about this one. Yeah. So 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 there was a shooting, possibly. Not here, but you know, because I can't do what we watched. Oh boy, I gotta get off of that. Yeah, so, so, oh boy, oh boy. So there was a shooting. What, what, what's going on in your world over there, Brandon? Oh boy. I gotta... Um, well, I don't know really. I mean, I'm a not a nosy neighbor, so I just heard it, and I was like, "Well, that's kind of close." And I kind of just glanced over like that, and I saw people. I locked the door. Open the oh, door. No. Oh, oh, unlock the door. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just kind of glanced and I was the just bottom, like, the bottom. There you go. Come in. Uh, but yeah, we have a comment. Oh, we do. Yep. Right, let's see. Michael W. Kelly says, "Hey, hey, Michael W. Kelly." Anyway, um, hello. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into what we watched. Um, yeah, I was, I, I couldn't do that because you weren't here. So I was like, I'm glad, I'm glad you waited. I waited. All right. So, uh, we, I watched, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, I watched it last Saturday, I want to say. Yeah. You watched um, after me. Yeah, I watched after you. There wasn't many people in the uh, theater when I watched it, uh, but really? it was it was no, it wasn't really uh, so that or anything. We got to sit right where the rails are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we was in Auditorium Seven, turned here in Bowling Green to twelve, so we was at the, in Theater Seven, uh, good where we put our feet on the rails and, uh, I, you know, so Sonic Two. So, all right, my thoughts. Um, I didn't hate it. I, I thought it was Jim. First of all, let me say Jim Carrey stole every single scene he was in. It's absolutely phenomenal, in my opinion. Uh, but, and then I did like Knuckles. Uh, wasn't really big on Tails. He was cute and all, but wasn't really a huge fan of Tails. Um, that's my thoughts. I, I thought it was a good, good movie, though. Uh, nobody, so yeah. nobody get hurt. Hurt. I don't know what. I don't. I don't. I'm reading the comment from Michael. Oh, there, oh there's more comments. Okay, I should yeah. keep it on comments. I can't see it. Nobody move. Nobody get hurt. Hurt. Oh, so this must be uh 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 Fuzz Aldrin. Uh, that's his new. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Fuzz. Hey. <laughs> Uh, I assume that's who this is, but um, oh, let me p- start pressing the screen. So, Brandon, what were your thoughts on Sonic Two? Sonic Two, oh, I thought it was a lot of fun, but I do disagree with you about Jim. For me, anyway, I, I don't know what it is about Jim. <laughs> when he does a sequel, I feel like he's trying to be the character he was in the first movie. For some reason, it just—I don't know—it just felt. Of course, over the top. 
and usually he's over the top and it's fine, but I don't know. I mean, like, it reminds me of like Ace Ventura. The first one I loved, the second one, eh, it's, it's his performance is it? all right. I mean, but uh, I love Sonic, I love Tails, and I love Knuckles. I mean, I love when they were on the screen together, I was happy. So, oh, I mean, Idris was great, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I don't know who played Tails, but I thought they did a great yeah. job. Uh, it was the same person that played Tails in the in the uh, cartoon or in the, in the video game. Same person, same voice actor, that's, actress rather. Well, that's 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 neat. Uh, so I mean, I had fun with it. Um, I didn't like it as much as the first movie, though. I thought the first mm. one did a better job, but I, I thought it was a solid sequel, solid follow up. I I'm looking forward to the, the next one um, because the mid credit reveal who we're getting. And I, I feel like this franchise could possibly go to five or six movies. I mean, it's crazy to say that from a video game adaptation, but I, I believe it. It's got, it's got a following now, you know, more people came this time around to see it. So, I mean, Jim Carrey does the flaws. Yes. That was kind of a uh, very, I kind of cringed at that because, but I kind of played it off in a sense of Jim Carrey has uh, not been in the in this world since like the first movie, so he he so of course that's what he remembers was flossing. I have good for you. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just me. If it is, it is. But do you think he's trying too hard to be Jim Carrey? <laughs> I know it's a weird question, but like like what meaning. People know what to expect from Jim Carrey, and he's doing the Jim Carrey stick. Is that what you mean? I think he's trying too hard. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you could could feel that way. That's um, kind of how I felt. Like he was trying too hard to be him. You know, his personality, his persona, and mm-hmm. what we used to see in him. I don't know. I just that's kind of how I felt. I just like, and I didn't hate him or nothing. I just. I just felt like and there was a uh, interview like like when he was talking about Ace Ventura the reason he wouldn't do it now because he's not that person anymore. So it felt like he was trying too hard to be who he used to be. Also, I want to bring this up. Uh, not, it's not in regards to the movie. It's something totally different. But uh, I, just remind me before we get into our actual review of Ant-Man to Say what I was going to say, if you can. Um, but as far as uh, this film, I thought that uh, James Marston uh, was was good for what he was, was in it for. Um, I never, like some people don't like the human characters. I think the human characters have flesh out the rest of the characters. Um, and Knuckles, like I said, was a standout as far as like of the oh, new yeah. characters to, for me. Yeah. Uh, I love how literal he, he sees everything. He's kind of like it reminded me of uh, uh, Drax, uh, J- yeah, Dax, D- Drax, Drax. Uh, it's like, Guardians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how, how literal he is. Yeah, uh, and and so I liked that approach, uh, and and he actually felt like a threat to Sonic to me, um, especially like when he stopped him and like like power uh, power punched him into the ground. I thought that was good. Uh, but that's the only movie I really saw uh-huh. this week. I know Brandon, you've seen a hoop, hoop of a lot of movies. I don't know if hoop is a word, but you've seen a lot more movies than I did. Uh, I mean, I've seen some movies streaming. Um, but um, as far as theatrical, I w- I did see Father Stew yesterday, and I thought there was a great performance by Mark Wahlberg. I loved it. I I didn't. I won't say I loved it, but I really enjoyed it. It was a you know, emotional movie. Uh, Mel Gibson plays Mel Gibson. Um, Sonic 3, I want Robotnik's Wats. What? <laughs> you want what? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't want that. Also, also I'm curious. If, you got to explain because I'm aloof. Who is Michael W. Kelly? Who, who, are, you, who are you trolling? I have um, no idea. Wasn't he like the producer on a uh, Ally McBeal, or is it no? That's it's a different kind of Kelly, isn't it? 
I was thinking Machine Gun Kelly, but it's not. If it was uh, MGK, it then it'd been like yeah. a play on him. But no. But, uh, uh, I actually think you may actually enjoy Father Stu, Aaron. I really do. I know you're not that big on Christian films, but this really isn't a Christian film. I'm a, it, it makes it seem like I'm a Christian. I do love the Lord, but yeah, I just I, think that, that Christian productions are lacking. So, yeah. So I really do think you would enjoy this one, though. But the other movie I saw, I saw the new Fantastic Beast movie. Um, okay. I enjoyed it. More than I thought I would, but I do feel that it was missing Johnny Depp. I don't like, to me, it was like watching Hannibal Lecter in a fantasy movie. When I see him, well, I, see, I see Hannibal Lecter. Um, but clearly, right now, Johnny Depp is dealing with literal poo in his life. Yes, he is. In the form of, in the form of his wife in his bed while he's asleep. Um, yeah, it's very R. Kelly of her. But anyway. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the Harry Potter universe. It does. Well, I don't know if it has as meant as much as that, but it it it, it had more than I was expecting. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Film it was. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's not your traditional Christian film. Like, it's like it takes this sinner and he transforms him into, you know, a Christian. You know, who does like yeah. the curse a lot? <laughs> but yeah, I do want to see playing a drunk, so he plays himself. <laughs> I do want to see uh, bad guys. Uh, the bad guys. I hadn't seen that. Maybe, oh, maybe get to see it this weekend. Who knows? Um, with with the grandkid, but uh, the next the next one I'm looking for is obviously uh, Doctor Strange. So that's the next big big one I'm waiting to no see. Nick, no Nick Cage. I don't know, man. I can oh, only man. do so many strange movies at a time, and and just seeing uh seeing uh sausage fingers, hot dog fingers, was was my quota of strangeness. So I don't know if I can take Nick right now. I don't know. I had to. I'd see. Uh, he says, "Fantastic Beast uh, Secrets of Dumbledore doesn't make sense. I couldn't tell you what as the plot of the movie." What is the plot of the movie? I guess is what he's saying. Uh, your thoughts? Could you saw it? So. Yeah, I saw it yesterday. Um, like, basically, the plot of the movie is really well. <laughs> he makes up a good point. <laughs> um, like, I forget what they're actually called. Um, but like the Grindelwald, that's his name. I think that's how you pronounce it. He's like he, he's kind of like coming coming a politician. He's he's up. He's not up for mayor or anything. It's one of their I forget how what they called, but he's kind of like he's he's trying to take over the world. He's trying to destroy the world, and Dumbledore can't fight him because of their blood oath. They were lovers, mm-hmm. and they made a pact that wouldn't fight. Yeah, he's gay. <laughs> That's the secret. But you found it out <laughs> in the Harry Potter movies, so uh, it's. It wasn't a secret. Oh, well, I've never movies. seen the Harry Potter movies oh, other than like the first story. So. So, Thank you, Brandon. You're welcome. It's what I do. That's <laughs> your shirt. Spoilers. That's what I do. But, you know, I, I can understand Michael W. Kelly's, you know, reasoning that he just didn't understand because it, it's convoluted. I mean, it, it, it really is. I mean, I really wasn't paying attention to the plot, I was paying attention more to the magic. But you know, but you know, but Dumbledore's trying to come up with a reason to fight back. You know, really, mm-hmm. he's trying to come come up with a way to fight back. It, it is kind of all over the place, plot wise. So I don't know if you would like it. I mean, I did, but right, I liked it better than the first two. I just didn't like Max, whatever his name is, Hannibal. Okay. I didn't like him as Grindelwald as much. Well, so that's all, um, all you know. Really, I mean, other than what I've been watching on Apple. All right, uh, no standouts then. On Apple, no, 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 no standouts. All right, well, actually, well take it back. The banker, Sam, Sam Jackson, Anthony Mackie was a standout. I really enjoyed it. 
Oh, we got a new subscriber to, my, to the YouTube channel. Uh, my cousin, Natasha. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, so, uh, before we get into our Ant-Man discussion, I do want to mention that for the first time in the history of this podcast, on Anchor, uh, this will be live. On, well, it's like people that usually just listen to us on Anchor to actually be able to see this uh, podcast on Anchor. So uh, they have created, they have updated Anchor where now you can have videos. And so they're going to, so this will be posted on Anchor and then our audio will still be uh, cast to like Spotify and all the other outlets that it goes to. So our audio, if you, if you listen to our audio, thank you. Uh, but for those that want to see the video through the Anchor app, well, you get your chance now. So you'll be able to see what we look like. Oh, uh, no. Well, which might turn you away from us, might make you leave us. So sorry, Brandon. Um, yeah, but, it's all my fault. It really is. Yeah. But uh, nevertheless, we're going to go ahead and jump into 2015's uh, movie, oh, uh, Ant Man, starring Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, uh, and my computer's froze. So can't tell you the rest of the cast. Um, that one girl. Oh, oh the, and the guy. Ludacris, not Ludacris, T.I.'s in it. I confused my rappers. Don't forget Michael um, Pena. I think that's how you pronounce his last name, Pena. Is, is, is it the, the Hispanic dude? Yeah. What did I, I was trying to think of where I knew him from. Like, I've seen him in something. Oh, man, he's done he a was, lot. Uh, he was in World Trade Center with Nick Cage. Yeah, I remember him in that movie. Also, and, Anthony uh, Mackie pops up. movie. <laughs> uh... Let's see. I'm trying to find. Yeah, okay, Michael. Uh, like I thought, it, you know, who I confuse him with all the time. Who? And this is probably racist on my part. I confuse him with the guy who played Little Joker on uh, Friday at the next uh, next Friday. I mean, it's not uh, him. Not yeah. the same guy. I haven't but seen it though. You never seen next Friday? You, have you seen no. any other Friday movies? This Friday. Oh, okay. That's okay. He's an American Hustle as well. Crash. That's what I knew him in Crash. In, in Watch. Uh, Shooter. Uh, Fantasy Island, which I never saw Fantasy Island. Um, yeah, he's in Fantasy yeah. Island. Yeah, uh, the Martian, which I never saw that film either. The Vacation, um, which I like Vacation. I'm weird like that, though. Um, do you need money? I mean, if you're offering, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this movie's about Ant-Man. Uh, well, Michael Douglas uh, recruits a thief, essentially, to uh, perform a heist. And then this heist is to steal um, technology and destroy technology that could potentially fall into the wrong hands, being Hydra. And... Uh, uh, destroy the world. So Paul Rudd is this man who went from fighting Michael Myers to now fighting Hydra in some way, shape, and form. That's that's uh, that's that's something there. Went from literally fighting Michael Myers to becoming Ant Man. <laughs> but yeah. you know, looking back through all these movies, I forgot that Hydra had such an impact on these films. I like, I. I I guess I glossed over it when I was actually watching live. Bobby Carnival. Uh, I don't know. I, I missed that reference there, Michael. Michael Pena, Pena was in Moonfall. Who, who was he in Moonfall? I don't even remember him in that movie. That movie is such a bad film, so I literally have forgotten uh, everything one of about the that Guys that was working, I don't know. I, don't, I think I vaguely remember him, but like he wasn't funny. Like was, I think he was more of a he was more of a dramatic character. Oh, in that okay. movie. Uh, I thought you were saying that he's meant to be funny, but he just wasn't. No, funny. no, I, I think he was meant to be dramatic, uh, which is weird because he's hilarious. Uh, it's weird that he's done so many dramatic roles because he is freaking hilarious. Yeah. So um, let's let's jump into it. Well, well give me the give me the um, of the numbers. The numbs. the numbs, yeah. Hit me with the numbs. Okay, the numbers are it got seven point three out of ten on IMDB. 
3.3 out of 5 on Letterbots. Way to show up, Letterbots. 88% oh, on Google. Michael's referring to Michael's referring to Bobby Cannavale who played Paxton in the movie. Okay. All right. I got you. Go ahead. Continue. I mean, uh, it's got 83% on Rotten Tomatoes with an 85% audience score. So it is certified fresh. So uh, Bobby Cannavale, Cannavale, he's like, you know how you sometimes, sometimes you have actors that look like other actors? But his no, voice is know. like, his voice is, reminds me of the dude that played Raymond's brother's voice. Oh, everybody loves Raymond. Uh, he, he reminds me of it. So when I see him, I think that guy, but it's not that guy, obviously. Uh, but yeah, Bobby was, I don't know, he was t- pretty throwaway to me. He was, a, he was, I'm not really a big, he, he really didn't stand out to me. Now, what, I do want to uh, mention, uh, I like seeing uh, Wood Harris in it. Uh, so, um, I think it's his last name. Um, I might be saying his name wrong, and I apologize if I am. He played his partner. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the guy from Creed. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's what I know uh, him from. I know him from Creed, but uh, I, I've, I, I've seen him in other things too. But I know him mainly from uh, Above the Rim. Uh, he was he was excellent in that movie. Uh, he played like Tupac's henchman, like number one henchman. And uh, have you ever seen Above the Rim? Yeah, it's with Leon. Yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, and he's also the brother of, although um, he's not Pop Area, he's Wood Harris. I know I said it right. Um, he's also the brother of, uh, I think, Courtney Vance. No, no, not Courtney Vance. Uh, his brother is another actor. Uh, I forget his name, though, but he is. Have you ever seen uh, A Diary of, the Ma- of a Mad Black Woman? The Medea movie? Perhaps was it early or one of yeah, the early early, it's like the first Medea uh, yeah, theatrical it. film. Yeah, uh, he's the guy that was the butthole husband that uh, got shot, and she's trying to she like tortured him towards the end. That's that's, her, that's his brother. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, it's just it was really cool. I always like seeing him pop up in, in movies. Um, you know, he's one of those actors that I, I'm glad to see. You know, still get work, especially. Well, Creed, I, we we know that he still is getting work. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Ant Man, Brandon, what were some of your thoughts on the movie? Uh, well, I think the well, I, mean, I shouldn't talk about that this soon, but I thought the villain was highly misused. Um, just didn't well, he just didn't get enough time to, mm-hmm. and some of the things he does towards the end of the movie just didn't make sense to me. But he's a good actor, and I I remember thinking when I first watched it, he didn't get enough screen time. It didn't hurt the movie by not getting enough screen time, but he just, you know, he just I felt he should have got more. But I love, you know, Michael Douglas in this film. I, I'm not the biggest Michael Douglas fan. I love, I like some of his work, but like Basic Instinct, um, yeah, I got to ask you what, what did you like? What I like, he wasn't in Rain Man. I'm not Rain Man, but uh, it's Dustin Hoffman. No, I'm not talking about that movie, <laughs> Black Rain. Okay, <laughs> I was like, what it has rain in the title. Um, what, um, I mean, I just I liked I liked his character. I mean, I just you know, I thought he he brought a lot, um, like losing his wife. And, his reasoning for getting Stephen Lang. Was it Stephen Lang? Is that his name? Is it Lang? Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know, use, not letting his daughter. I thought it had a lot of uh, family dynamics in this. And I, I loved how he brought that out. And I don't know. I just really loved his, his character, um, which his character is who I know from Ant-Man. Like, I didn't really know Lang all that well in the comics. I, I knew Hank, so I was excited to see Hank. And I was when, while watching it, I was like, "Man, I would love if they could CGI, CGI him for a whole movie, playing Hank as Ant Man, like in the past. Mm-hmm. I would have loved that." I don't, but uh, I don't know. The daughter was good too, um, but I don't know how how you feel about her. 
did you like her in the movie or? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Give me a moment. Oh, let's not do that because, all right. Um, I, I lost my um earbuds. Oh, but I can still hear you though. I just had to take out my earbuds. Uh, but yeah. Uh, his daughter. Uh, I thought that she was okay. Uh, you know, it's clearly that they're that they're setting up like the love interest thing between the two. Um, which yeah. I'm glad they didn't really force it. Um, let's see. It felt forced by the end. The end scene. It felt for. I, I thought it felt forced. Uh, I didn't. Ant-Man fired the original director because of artistic differences. Who was the original director? Could you Peyton tell Reed. us? Peyton Reed. Okay. I believe. I'm not mistaken. Okay. Or maybe um, the director they ended up with. I'm not 100% sure. But, you know. But, yeah, I thought that love story, I didn't see it coming throughout the whole movie. I was like, they're all they're constantly bickering. I mean, I, I guess that's part of it. That's people that bicker have feelings for each other, I suppose. I don't know. But uh, I, I don't know. I just felt that it was forced. But I did like that she wanted to get in the suit, and Michael Douglas wouldn't yeah. let her. <laughs> he just he wouldn't let her. I, I like that because that's you know trying. He's trying to protect his daughter. I, I love the dynamics there. But um, the rest of the movie for her, I just I thought I, I agree with you. I thought she was okay. Paul Rudd, on, on the other hand, I think he's amazing as Ant Man. Uh, there's no one that could play Lang better, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. I can't see it. Yeah, so he he literally felt like he was meant to play that character, uh, yeah. and the way that he he plays it like an aloof, and you know you kind of feel it like, uh, like you know he develops a relationship or friendship rather with Anthony Anthony Anthony, as he called him, uh, the ant uh, with the winged ant, which I wasn't even aware that ants flew, so. There you go. Thank you for teaching me something, Marvel. Um, all right, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Edgar Wright, the Baby Driver director, calls leaving the Marvel project heartbreaking. Oh. Huh. Um, yeah, he's one of the writers. Yeah, he may have been one of them. He may have been the original director. I don't know. But I didn't know he left the project. Hmm. I know he wrote this. He was one of the writers. He's an excellent filmmaker as well. Baby Driver was awesome. I mean, you seen it? Yeah, I loved it. I love Baby Driver. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. What What's some of the things that, that didn't work for you so much in the film? Uh, I, I think the villain's reasoning, you know, like, the, the, the backstory with him and Hank, that needed to be explored more, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know. I I feel like that could have been a whole movie there whenever that happened. Like, you know, I don't know. The villain just didn't really work for me. Uh, Really. I mean, not for the limited time he was on there. He just, I don't know. It just didn't feel right. Um, Do we have any uh, comments on Facebook, by the way? What now? Do we have any comments on Facebook, by the way? Um, Let me look. Uh, It wasn't popping up earlier. But I will uh, say uh, to Brit to build on what you were saying, I thought that the motivation behind the villain, uh, yeah, was a little uh, vague. Yeah, in it, but and but it seemed like there's something you don't know how to mute it when you look at it, do you? Vague, yeah. No, I don't. But no comment. Okay, you don't don't worry about looking no more because that's terrible. You can go ahead and cut that out. <laughs> but no comment. Okay, you don't, don't worry about looking no more. Brendan, exit out of the Facebook. Okay, I got it. All right, geez. Oh, <laughs> bro. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, so uh, yep. I felt like the villain was looking at Michael Douglas as more like a father figure. And he yep. wanted to kind of, he wanted his respect and love and, he wanted his. Uh, he wanted his. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He wanted his approval. Yeah. yeah, he wanted his approval, and but he never got it. And so I felt like 
that his motivation might have been more, um, I want you to be my father. You need to hear me. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I, I've been, I've been doing all this to, I've been like, cause he said many times, Hey, I wanted to work with you. We could have done this together. And so I don't think it, it, I don't think his motivation at first was to just be o- overly evil. But I think that because Michael Douglas's character lacked showing compassion, even to his own daughter, uh, when, cause he didn't know how to handle. And, and this is a, that's a deeper uh, theme in this film that he didn't know how to neither one, neither his daughter nor himself knew how to really handle the grief of losing his wife and her mom. And so they didn't know how to then with that key character taken from their life, they didn't know how to navigate each other. Yeah. And so he lacked that maternal uh, love. All he knew how to do was be the father and the scientist and the worker. And so she never got that love that she wanted. So she went maybe a different route in her life to try to say, I am strong enough to do this. I can do this. I am. And try to maybe mimic the strength of her mother. Uh, whereas with the villain, I don't know his name. I'm just going to call him the villain. Uh, with him, Yellow Jacket. <laughs> but with him, with Yellow Jacket, he, uh, I think that he ultimately wanted his approval, but he thought that to get his approval, he has to be cutthroat. Uh, maybe, and that's what to him, Michael uh, Douglas's character, uh, Hank Pym, uh, maybe displayed to him. So that's what he he thought that he thought that it was probably his love language. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with all that. Uh, I just think they could have done a better job with the the villain uh, Yellow Jacket. Uh, but you know, for I do agree that that was his reasoning, and he just went insane at the end <laughs> but um well, well they said it, a lot of the like every time the particles that he kept using kept in, in affecting his his psyche and yeah. making him go more and more insane which at the end he looked like a he looked like a like a threatening badass you know he's kind of standing in this kid's room like pretty much threatening this kid um i know it was it was something. oh the end fight the end fight scene We'll bridge to it. What did you think about? Did you get back? Not Back to the Future, but did you get Honey I Shrunk the Kid? Vibes I definitely got Honey I Shrunk the Kids when he when he initially shrunk down and was yeah. in the tub. Okay. Yeah, I, I felt that. <laughs> Anytime he would shrink, I would. Oh man, I, it took me back to Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and I, you know, kind of would have wished they would have got Rick Moranis just to pop up, you know, in a certain scene. Um, but you know, unfortunately it didn't happen, but you know, I thought, you know, it was very much like honey. I shrunk the kids in the early beginning when he would shrink, uh, cause he was clueless to what was going on. And when the water was coming in the tub, it, it was great. It reminded me a lot of the third honey. I shrunk the kids with the cereal, but, um, I don't, I really, I really liked the ants in this movie. Um, they they had a they had they felt like a character. I mean, they not just a prop. They just they you know felt like there was a real bonding moment with them, and especially by the end. But I don't know. It was a you know it, when this movie was announced, it was hard in concept to see this actually working. You know, it was mm-hmm. kind of a, a risk, like Guardians was, and I think it paid off for them. Maybe not. It didn't do numbers like Guardians, but it it did enough, and it definitely has a following now. When we think of Paul Rudd, we do think Ant Man now. So I mean, how can you not? Yeah. So prior to this film, when you think Paul Rudd, did you think Clueless or did you think Halloween Six or did you think something totally different that I'm not? I might uh, not be thinking of. Probably Halloween Six. Uh, maybe role models, but. What was that one movie? Well, what was that one show? Like he was, oh, Friends. I think he was Phoebe's husband. Yeah, he right? was Phoebe's boyfriend. But I hadn't hadn't even seen Friends at that point, so I didn't grab onto that. A lot of people probably did, but I didn't. But yeah, I mean, I, I initially thought Clueless, and uh, and I, I think being a being a Halloween fan, I immediately always go Halloween, even though you know, six is. 
not not good, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's it's better than some. Um, in my opinion, I know we differ, but um, I mean, if you're although you probably the like, original films, I it's probably my least favorite, but I still think it's better than Rob Zombie's Halloween too. So, but it's not at least at least Kale's got that is over that one for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I just want kills to be somewhere in your book, somewhere a little higher. Okay. Yeah, but, kills uh, isn't, like I don't think it's the worst Halloween film. I don't even think it's in the top three worst films. I, it's just it's just all the killing. It just felt like there was no story, and that's what I was hoping for because Halloween 2018 had a massive story. So if those just tuning in right now, he's talking about Halloween Kills, not Ant Man. So there's no killing. I was asked a question about it though. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why. That's why. But um, all right, so let's talk about Paul Rudd's uh, uh, gang, his his crew in this film. It consists of uh, the guy that ends up playing uh, Mr. Uh, the Polka Dot Man eventually in uh, in Suicide Squad. That's the same guy, right? Same guy. Yeah. And I don't uh, think then, he's returning for the third one. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And then T.I. Uh, T.I.'s in it. Uh, it's not his first. It's not his uh, film debut. He was also in, like, Row Bounce or whatever the hell that ATL. ATL. He's an ATL. It is the same type of concept. But he's an ATL. Uh, and then uh, we have that Michael Pena. Is yep. this right? Uh, he's in it, and then uh, am I missing a crew member? Is that uh, it? It's just in three with Paul. Ryan. Okay, yeah. Uh, what do you think about Michael's whole uh, need to tell the whole story? I love it. And the, the way they did it. So what? I love it. I love that he's so literal with everything. Like I just love it. And then Paul was like, "That was." You know, those details don't matter. Get to the details that matter. <laughs> you know, I loved it, though. I loved it. I also loved when he's like, don't get scared. You know, daddy, don't get scared. <laughs> just, yeah. I love that scene. And then, of course, he's on his shoulder and he's freaking out. And it's like, oh, I loved it. I, he stole the show of the three for me. Um, not just the way he would tell stories, just everything about him. And it was just it was it was awesome to see. And it, and that's and as you said, it's great because and that shows his range as a as an actor how yeah. he's able to play like like you said very serious films like with Jake Gyllenhaal and everything playing the movies where he's like it's super serious yeah. uh, and, and to go and play this character that is is comedic so it's funny because because of Ant Man and him being in Ant Man when I saw. The trailer. I didn't see the movie. I know you saw the movie, but when I seen the trailer to Fantasy Island, I thought, I thought, if it's going comedic, that's good casting. I never even thought in my mind of seriousness because now I associate him with being funny and yeah. not so much uh, being serious. So, and that's maybe kudos to him as, like I said, as an actor. Yeah, he's uh, he's very well rounded. I mean, he's very diverse when it comes to acting. I mean, he's, he pretty much can pull off anything. And I, I liked him in fantasy Island. Um, I would say the one film I did not like him in was probably chips. I didn't like that movie period though. So I, mean, I don't think I like chips too. I think I didn't finish it. That's what, uh, that's what Dex Shepard, right? Yeah, they did. They went Dukes of hazard with it, you know, taking a whole kind of a wholesome mm-hmm. show and trying to make it a little X rated and, well, and speaking of Dukes of Hazard, Dukes of Hazard, the movie went Dukes of Hazard with it, in the sense of uh, is, is that what you're referring to? Because they yeah, took the Dukes movie. of Hazard and made uh, like with Johnny Knoxville and uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. whatever Sean Williams, Williams yeah, Sean Williams Scott. I knew he had three names, but uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, which that movie I don't know, I don't remember if I liked that film, you know, I don't, I, I I don't think I did. I didn't hate it, but uh, I had seen Dukes of Hazard the show enough to know it was nothing like the show. <laughs> so it was at the same time frame when they would do uh, those type of films and make a lot of, like they remade um, the Mod Squad, uh, uh, 
it's something with Snoop Dogg in it. I forgot what it was. Um, and like maybe know. it was just uh, I don't know. They made like and then the eighteen, you know, they they remade Starsky those Hutch with Owen and yeah, Stars- yeah, that's what Starsky Hutch with Snoop Snoop was in it. Uh, but yeah, I forgot that. I forgot that they. I forgot, literally, I forgot that movie existed. Um, but yeah, uh, but nevertheless, back to this uh, film. Um, we spoke. We spoke on previous episodes about Hollywood royalty making the transition into comic book films, uh, and in this one we got Michael Douglas. Uh, do you feel like Michael? Do you feel Michael portrayed Hank Hank Pym uh, like terrifically as far as like uh, from what I know from, of the character he did because the character is not very nice. <laughs> he was uh, the, the couple comics I read. He was like a, a woman beater, uh, you know. So they couldn't do that. <laughs> but <laughs> if you want to like the character, no, you can't. No, do you don't want to hate him. Hate on him. And I remember reading that. And it's like whoa. Is that going to be in the movie? I can't imagine Marvel would do that. So I think he played it well. But I also feel that Michael Douglas needed this, this movie, because he hadn't really been all that relevant uh, in, like, I don't know, since the mid-2000s. Like, I don't think he's made anything that a lot of people were talking about or going to watch. Like, I know he did a Wall Street sequel, but I don't, I think that flopped too. So I think he really needed Marvel. You know, and 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 Ant Man. I think he needed it. So, I mean, I'm glad I love. He did. I do like seeing though serious big actors that yeah. typically won't be in a uh, Marvel type of movie starting to show up in these films. Like the ones that we haven't got yet is Brad Pitt. Obviously, we haven't got him popping up. I don't think. I might be wrong, but I don't think they nah. are. Uh, uh, but like Brad and George, uh, you know. Or DiCaprio. Yeah. or DiCaprio. We haven't gotten those. We haven't gotten Denzel, but it'd be awesome to have Denzel pop up in a Marvel movie. I think he'd be. I think he'd be really, really great. Um, uh, but, just mentioned Denzel. What from what I've heard would be interested, in like in an older character, not someone that's going to lead its own movie. But uh, I don't think the others. I think Brad Pitt and DiCaprio and George. I don't want to say they're all they're Hollywood snobs, but I feel they are Hollywood snobs. I feel I feel that they probably still think comic book films are underneath them. Just their work they do. I just I, I, maybe not George. You talking about Clooney, right? Well, yeah. Well, if you think about it, though, you know, also it kind of builds off of that because you did have the other side of things where some of these actors, like uh, say Johnny Depp. Might not go Marvel way, but went to Disney way with yeah. like uh pirates, you know, and that kind of re- made a resurgence for his career at that point, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. Went, uh, obviously, he, he overdid it with Tim Burton, uh, but in my opinion, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, I think he overdid it with Tim Burton films. But like, I, I, I Tim Burton to me has fallen off so bad, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, but uh yeah, I think that it'd be kind of cool to see like a Denzel or you know something like that. But I know that like we we got even Matt Damon that popped up. Obviously, we'll see him later. Uh, but yeah, I like I like that we're seeing these people that yeah. you never would have thought in a million years would do a Marvel film. Yeah, I mean, I, if say so like if DiCaprio does it, I think anyone would because. No one comes like, off like a bigger snob when it comes to Hollywood than DiCaprio. Like he's very choosy with his. I shouldn't say snob, but he just kind of comes off like one. Like he won't just do anything, you know. I'm trying to say you're thinking. Uh, was his last big film Revenant? Like I hadn't like has he done anything since Revenant? Did uh, he did Wolf of Wall Street, I think. Well, I don't know if that was I after. Thought, I, thought, I think they predated uh, Revenant. Um, yeah, he won Academy Award for Revenant. Yeah, I think Revenant was his, like oh, no, 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 no. Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood, both of them, they oh, did that. Yeah, yeah. Him and Brad, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and he was great in that, and he's he's great in everything. But you know, it would be a huge deal if he did a Marvel or DC movie. I mean, it just would. 
Well, let's bounce off of the actors and go to directors. Do you think that, uh, like, do you think that you'll see a, a, a Quentin Tarantino direct a, a Marvel film? Or you think no. that, like, he can't, he can't be as one free as he wants to be? Like, I have one reason why you'll never see Tarantino direct Marvel. Because they won't allow him to use the language he likes to use. You know? Because and... ultimately, it's a Disney movie, right? Yeah, that's right. And... It's got to be PG-13, and I just don't see Tarantino ever making a PG-13 movie. I could be mm. wrong. I don't think he's made one yet. But, and, I don't think so. Um, but, uh, like, I think you could see, like, a Spielberg eventually do probably a Marvel movie rather than DC. Uh, I even think Michael Bay, you know, would probably do one eventually. Mm. But, uh I don't think you ever see Martin Scorsese do one, but you know. Yeah, obviously not. Uh, and I wouldn't want to see that movie because I don't think for I love Martin Scorsese, but I don't think he's in touch. Is it is as in touch with uh, cinema today as like like you know The Irishman was great, but it felt like an older movie. It's not yeah. gonna. He, he, I don't think you can see Martin Scorsese like do anything. Like uh, like James Gunn would do, you know what I'm saying? Like he's not he's not gonna do anything flashy like that. It, it, it's it's gonna be dark. And he was a uh, like one of the producers, or he was at the time it was being filmed, I believe, on Joker. And it felt like a Martin Scorsese picture. Um, but you know, he would do something like that. And you know, I think that works better in the DC universe because they're they're more dark than mm-hmm. Marvel. But, you know, yeah. I, I can't ever see him doing a Marvel movie, though, especially with, with what he said about Marvel. Right. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the climactic stuff that happened. Oh, we, we got to We can't bridge. We can't uh, sweep over this. Uh, so uh, they send uh, they send Ant-Man uh, to uh, infiltrate what he thought was an abandoned warehouse. Mm-hmm. Turns out to be the Avengers headquarters. Uh, and the only one that we see that was there is Ant Man, not Ant Man, but uh, Hawkeye, not Falcon. Hawkeye, shoot, Falcon. Jeez, uh, 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 Anthony Mackie, who actually subsequently now is Cap. So you know you got to see Ant Man versus Cap if you think about it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, what uh, what was your thoughts on uh, that whole little interaction between those two? I loved it. But I, I was more happy for Paul Rudd than I would say Anthony Mackie. Because for me, okay, Paul Rudd's made it. You know, he, he's made it. He's top tier now. He's can't go, can't go down. Uh, and I was so happy for him because, I mean, because at that moment I had to think, man, this is a guy from the Halloween franchise. Even if it is one of the worst films in the franchise, it's a guy that made it to here to an event you know, eventually going to be an Avengers movie. Nah, you can't go, you can't let that down. I mean, you get, you, you got to be proud of that, especially if you're a horror fan or Halloween fan, you know, like, man, mm-hmm. one of your guys made it to the top. So, yeah. I mean, that's how I looked at it. And I was happy for Anthony Mackie too, because he's not riding the coattails of Captain America. Right. I mean, at, at this point, you know, he, it's his, yeah. it's his own scene. As well, so I was happy for him too, um, and I'm probably going to be ecstatic when I actually do finally see his show. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was happy for both, but I was really ecstatic for Paul Rudd. I love the scene; it was funny, it was entertaining, and I just it it, it gave me goosebumps for the future. You know? Yeah, absolutely uh, love seeing uh, seeing them interact with one another. Uh, I thought that. I agree with you to kind of, you know, bounce off of what you just said. I never thought about it that way. It's kind of like seeing people from movies or it's like, like, you know, work with people that we love. So obviously I'm a Halloween guy. So yeah, it's great seeing Paul go from what is known as uh, one of the worst ones in the whole series yeah. to like being in like a Marvel cinematic film as a top build person in his own film. Uh, and then it's kind of like reminds me of like seeing like we, we 
talked about Kurt Russell last or uh, a couple weeks ago, where Kurt is a carpenter guy. He's a John Carpenter guy, and uh, and he went from not saying anything wrong with that. He went from from what is was initially critically panned as the worst Carpenter film of all time. Uh, initially, the thing to now, obviously, it is in my opinion the best John Carpenter film they ever made. Uh, yeah, I, and, I think. And, horror film ever made but you know. yeah but yeah and so and, yeah and it's and it's absolutely terrifying because you don't know who is who until mm -hmm. you know until it's too late uh but uh he he went from that in big trouble and stuff he went from these type of films and he had a great career with tango and cash and all these yeah. other films or whatever but to have him step up to a game and play a character and and play it so confidently that you felt like he belongs here. You you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like only oh, the only thing I didn't mention this a couple weeks ago, the only thing I didn't like about that film is I didn't the them actually killing his character off was like because you you want you want more uh you know yeah, you want more you want more you want more you want more Russell <laughs> you know I think that goes with uh, any of the decent villains you see in these films and they kill him off. Oh man, he could have done so much more with him. And I never felt as much hate that I did when DC did it with Birds of Prey. You know, he finally makes Absolutely. his debut in a film and you kill him off at the end. I was like, no, no. And McGregor was awesome in that movie. But uh, I hate that. He was a standout in that movie. Yes, he was. And yeah. shouldn't have killed him off. Like he should have, that him. Plan, uh, that character should have faced off with Batman. I mean, that would have been amazing to watch, but you know, they it is DC and it is Warner Brothers and they screw up <laughs> a lot. So, but I mean, that was one of my downsides to this movie as well with Yellow Jacket. I didn't feel they should have killed him off, especially when they didn't give him enough screen time. You know, they should have built us for something more, but you know, it, it is what it is, and you never really felt. Actually, with what you're saying, you never really felt Yellow Jacket. Uh, really, you never really see how destructive he really could be. Yeah, uh, you never really felt like the impact of who he was as like in that suit. You know, the suit is pretty awesome, but you never really see like it'd be something if you see him being very destructive. Like, like until you know, uh, like maybe he maybe he didn't know the house that. Uh, it, it's a dark, but maybe he didn't know the house exactly where uh, his daughter lived, and so he decides to destroy each and every single house until he gets to that house. And you can just see how destructive he is, you mm -hmm. know, going going through these these homes like it's nothing. Uh, and then that makes you feel like, oh wow, he's, you know, but you don't really get that. Like like with their fights, I love the. Uh, <laughs> I love, I love the uh, concept of like them fighting and uh, and going from shrinking to big, you know, uh, and that one point where uh, Paul Rudd takes the um, ping pong, oh yeah, thing and smacks him into like the bug zapper and makes it look, you know, yeah, I love that, I you know, uh, but yeah, I don't know, I just felt like yeah, like you're right, they could have done a lot more with him. Yeah, they could have. And I thought while watching it, even the second time around watching it, I thought, well, they're, they, the way it's been constructed, they're going to build something with this character. He's not going to die. Even though I knew he was going to die, it just didn't feel that he was going to die, that they were gonna, they were building to something. And you know, obviously, you know how it ends, and they ain't building to nothing. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump into the end, to that final scene. Uh yeah, uh, so let's see. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, oh give me a moment. Uh, um, bear with me. So let's jump into that final. Oh, shoot. Uh, somebody's text me, and I'm trying to respond to them. Uh, all right, anyway, the final fight scene. So we have what is probably, honestly, in my opinion, Brandon, one of the best fight scenes 
in the in the ending of a Marvel film. Uh, because all time or of just the, the date of all time, I'll say that it's I like this fight scene, this end of fight scene better than the crappy one from Iron Man 2. I felt the, the final fight scene in Iron Man 2 with War Machine and Iron Man wasn't as wasn't as good. I think that this fight scene, uh, I loved the Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. I love that, that little ending dance-off fight scene thing. I thought that's funny. But I thought that this one is better than that. Um, well, the best fight scene is probably going to see in Civil War, uh, uh, Civil War with Iron Man and, uh, you know, and uh, Captain, Mar- Captain America and uh, Winter Soldier. And they're just like doing their thing. Like, yeah, I think you know, that's one of the it's best, like, best, I mean, of all time. Uh, I, I, think- I think this one, uh, uh, just to finish my thought, I think that this one uh, was great as far as. Uh, how they were able to show how big and how like mighty things are going, but then they pull it back and you see this on like this little playset. Mm-hmm. I thought that was I thought that was so funny how they cut back and forth between like the big fight and then like how small it is in the in the scheme of everything. So yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree, hundred percent. It was a I, I do agree with you though. It is an, it's a really good fight scene and. I would say up to this point, it's it's not as destructive as like Age of Ultron's was, you know. On that scale, it's not as big, but just between Yellow Jacket and now, I agree with you, Michael. I think there's a really great fight scene, uh, the bus fight scene from Shang Chi. That, that was awesome. I mean, that was that was that was it wasn't an ending fight scene, but that, but just a fight scene within the scheme of a film. I thought that was great. I also like the uh, scaffold scene. It reminded me a lot of uh, uh, Rush Hour 2, I think. Rush Hour 2 or whichever one they were in Japan. Yeah. Or uh, China. I'm sorry to be racist. I don't know. One of those places. Uh, (laughs) My bad. I I, I love that fight scene, though. I love that movie for many reasons, and we'll get to it when we get to it, but uh, as far as this one, I I thought it was great. You know, like you said, the scale... When they cut back, you know, it's a playset. They're fighting on a playset, really. And but when it comes between them two, you know, it was a mano a mano, man. It was just, it was awesome to see, you know, Lang, who really is just a beginner as Ant Man, mm-hmm. fight this guy. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's not a big bad villain, but you know, he's he should have been heels, hit over heels with uh with a big advantage over Lang. I mean, you know, it should have been close. And I think that goes back to Lang's heart and who he's really fighting for. He's fighting for his daughter throughout the whole movie. And he's wanting to be the father. She, she already thinks he is. I love that whole concept of the movie. And it kind of hits me, you know, being a father and on a deeper level, but I I do agree with you. I think it is one of the best fight scenes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, it's gonna. I'm gonna pose a question if I can. Uh, I'm gonna try to uh, make this a uh, recurring thing. I should have did it before. Uh, um, let's see. So the question is, uh, and I'm gonna pose this after or before we get. Yeah, before we give our marks. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm writing it right now. It's just so it's terrible writing with one finger, uh, and it's not picking up everything. I'll make it better next week. Um, forgive me. Uh, yeah, let's see. I, if I misspell it, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, save. All right. So save. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and pose that question before we get to our, our scores. Best heroes, best villain thus far. Thus far. So um, think about everything we watched from uh, Captain uh, yes, uh, Captain America, the first one, to now. Uh, who 
Like, like and, and so particular number here. No, or yeah, not, not you. Know, the best period, best okay. period thus far. So every movie could change because we're going to be introducing new characters. So, so far, I'm going to go ahead and throw out here my thoughts for best hero so far. With everything we've seen up to now, all the movies that we've seen up to now, I'm going to still say Captain America is the best hero. So, so far, in my opinion, best villain so far from the very beginning up to now, I'm going to say still at this present time, I haven't met one yet that can beat Loki as a, as a villain, in my opinion. That's in my opinion. So, Yeah, I mean... I don't know if I necessarily look at Loki as a true villain, but he is one of the villains. Um, uh, best hero, I absolutely agree with you. Even though Hulk is my favorite in, in the comic book world, Captain America, what Chris Evans established, to me just hasn't been topped. And I, I, I don't think that's just now. I think that's through it all. I, mean, I just don't think. When you're looking at when you're looking I know, at I know, I know. But I'm going up to now. He's just like when we get ready to watch a Captain America movie, I really get excited to go back and watch it because I love the portrayal that Chris has done. And I, I love the character uh, in the MCU. His best villain. I mean, you know, I'm trying to think real fast. I mean, I, I no one does stand out uh, better than Loki. I mean, I, honestly, I can't think of one. You know that truly stands out. That can. No, I'm not talking about defeat Loki. I'm just as a character. That's just job. You know, getting hit. Not only his message, uh, his motivations, um, his wit. I mean, he everything he does, everything Tom's done with Loki has just been perfection. Right. Uh, and I just don't think anyone tops him. But uh, I think we will. Or at least I think one of us will have a different opinion by Endgame. <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want Michael to also uh, give me his thoughts on this if he's still watching. Um, so, all right. Um, we got, all right so we're going to go ahead and get to our closing thoughts and our scores. Because um, we don't want to really get – we're at an hour or two minutes. That's pl- plenty long enough. Uh, so, I think my score – if I was going to go, which I guess I am because I'm talking, uh, uh, I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to give this film, I'm just thinking of it, I'm going to give it three and a half mark outs out of five. I, I liked it. I love Paul Rudd in it, and I love the uh, sizing thing going up and down or whatever. I thought that, that was excellent. Uh, but, oh, oh, here's the score. I, I knew he was going to give it to me. Best Hero, Iron Man. Okay. Best villain, Red Skull. Interesting. Okay. And that's your opinion. Uh, and I like your opinion. I can see where you can go because uh, Red Skull is, he's like, he's a straight up villain. Like, he had no moral goodness about him. The reason, like, his motivation was, I want to, I want to be the most powerful person and destroy the world. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I give it, I uh, give it three and a half mark outs out of five. Uh, I think Paul, I'm glad that we get Paul and, as uh, Ant-Man, and I love seeing him where he goes from here. Um, and it's that's the best thing that came out of this movie uh, is is the introduction to Paul. Honestly, I like like Walsh and all the other things is okay, but just getting him is he, he give us the key ingredient we need for like going forward. So you. Oh, yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. I think Paul Rudd is the best part of the movie. Uh, his his whole story, I think, is, you know, you, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, uh, you can relate to him, you know, his, his character, you know, I can relate to him, no doubt. <laughs> but I, I do agree with you. And I'm going to give it a four out of five. Um, I thought it hit on some deep levels when it needed to. I thought it was very entertaining, very funny when it needed to be and it needed when it needed to be serious. It was, uh, it gave us layers to Paul Rudd's acting 
too, because he just wasn't funny. He had heart. And I, I really appreciated that. And I really liked the side characters. Um, as I said, I really like Michael Douglas as Hank. So uh, I love when they're working together. I love it. But um, yeah, four out of five for me. You know, it just had a disappointing direction with the villain. I thought it was only the major thing I had an issue with. Uh, what we got next week? Civil War. Yes. And as so, far as after that, I've looked it up. It, it comes out. It comes up different. What's actually after Civil War? Some say it's Spider Man. Some say it's Black Panther. Some said it was Black Widow. I think they all basically take place at the same time. I say we, we we could probably go Spider Man, Black Panther, and Black Widow, and then go back from there. Okay. Uh, so that's what we'll do. All right, but uh, yeah, I can't wait for Civil War, which is uh, uh, one of my favorite ones in the film series. Um, yeah, it was initially. Now it's no. Uh, I always say this: it's not as good as Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is excellent, but it but it gives us so many great characters, and getting to see them interact together is just going to be and, so. And the story, I'm gonna. Is emotional. Yeah, absolutely. Runs. I mean, it's just emotional. I would say it's one of the better stories in the whole cinematic universe. The movie may not be as good as Winter Soldier, but its story is more emotional until Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, it, it, it changes everything. But all right. Well, in the meantime, in between time, I'm Aaron Whitlow. I'm Brandon Spavi. And we are the Mark Out Movie Podcasters. And we thank you for marking out with us. Peace.